What's happening, folks? I am Alicia Henley, aka The Smooth Factor. Welcome to my Crash Pad. This is a podcast for technologists, creatives, and my techie tribe. On it, we'll be going behind the scenes and looking at some of the latest technologies that drives incredible experiences. And of course, we'll have open discussion on the challenges, success, and the designs of these spaces. So without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. All right, well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of my Crash Pad. I am Alicia Henley, and I have two gentlemen here to talk about an amazing project. Um, co-working has kind of t- taken off over the last few years, and that's why I was very attracted to this project. But before we dive into that, I want to introduce my guest today. First up, we have Charlie Jones from Sennheiser. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad we made this happen, especially since we just initially connected on LinkedIn. Now look at us. Now look at us having fun. (laughs) That's it. You know, one of these years we'll get back to meeting in person. But till then, yeah, let's take advantage of uh, all the virtual meeting abilities we can. Keep, uh, keep, Keep business going. Absolutely. And we also have Greg Harper, who is with Harper Vision Associates. He's the president, the leader, the man. Greg, thank you for joining us today and adding to this conversation. Glad to be there. Awesome. Awesome. So like I said, co-working is something that is taking off, right? I think it's starting to come back more and more now, especially since people are trying to get out their houses. You know, we don't want to work from home. We're trying to get away from the kids or we're trying to just get away from the dogs. Whatever the case is, we are looking for an experience no matter what space that is outside of our homes. And co-working is kind of taking it to another level. So when I saw what the Swedish American Chamber of Commerce kind of did and brought all this together um, and created this elite co-working space, which is nothing new to New York. There's so many different elite co-working groups and all this stuff. But this one was really impressive between the technology and everything that was implemented into the space. So Greg, let's start off with you. How did Gateway become a thing? What was the idea there? Well, so uh, some of you may not know, but I was one of the co-founders of Noya House, another one of the uh, elite workspaces in New York. And that one focused on uh, the the design, the feel, uh, the look and feel. Uh, So David Rockwell designed thing. It's gorgeous. We have one in New York, one in LA, now Miami. Uh, So a bunch of them. But technology was not really the main thing for why people came there. They came because of the food, they came because of the atmosphere, they came, the wonderful design. So I was approached about uh, almost almost four years ago, three and a half years ago, uh, by the Swedish uh, Swedish American Chamber of Commerce. And that is actually one of the oldest Chamber of Commerce in the United States. And uh, they were traditionally doing things of helping Nordic companies come over to the United States and find a place to hang out. But when they asked everybody, why are you a member of the Chamber of Commerce? They said, well, it's another thing to do. And then um, they said, well, what would you like? And they said, well, you know, we'd like to be able to come here, not have to go to a hotel, not have to rent a space. Wouldn't it be great if we had a space where we could come in, where we could have events, where we could have meetings, and maybe even have desks that we have permanently? And so that's how the Chamber uh, developed the Gateway. We have a, a lovely space on the uh, 29th floor at 903rd Avenue. It's fully equipped, re- literally from a gym, uh, showers, to event space, to these conference rooms. And I was asked to sort of figure out how to enable it technology-wise. And as you know, uh, a lot of uh, really cool technology comes out of the Nordic countries, and uh, they were expecting a level beyond. And so because I'm a futurist, I was looking for level beyond too. So we reached out to a number of different partners, uh, Sennheiser, of course, being a, a long one. I've actually been a Sennheiser user for, I mean, I met the original Dr. Sennheiser years ago, so I'm a big fan of Sennheiser. But uh, I also, Barco and 
many others. And we all collaborated together to bring in technology and figure out how it all works together. And that's how we end the space. But most importantly, it was driven by the need of the users. The users came in here and said, look, we're in New York. We want to we want to meet with a guy, our colleagues back in Sweden. We also want to meet with other people here. We want to introduce our ideas to American people. And we want a place to be able to do that. And that's how Gateway came about. Again, buying into the experience, right? It's not like people are, you know, joining the commerce so they can go in there and use this, you know, Sennheiser microphones, right? They're buying into the total full-blown experience. And that's what it's about. You guys focused on the end user and their particular needs. Right. And and we, for example, um, uh, a number of companies, uh, uh, they they range from Ericsson, a big Swedish company that, you know, is behind most of the uh, cellular towers in the United States, to uh, Volvo, to uh, the other day it was SAS uh, Cargo. Uh, but people coming in here and they want to have board meetings. We also had some not for some NGOs uh, on a company called Childhood, and we had the members of that group are literally a Swedish royalty to the chairman of Horizon, uh, to heads at uh, Facebook and other places like that. And they needed a place to have a meeting. You know, they were saying, well, we go to the World Economic Forum. Wait a minute. We got a better space at Gateway. And guess what? That's what they used. Look at that. You guys have created one amazing project. So, I mean, Charlie, get, get in on this because what I've noticed in my short time in the industry is partnership was something that was kind of it was kind of sketch, right? Like these players, you know, play nice and then these players don't, right? And then on the digital signage side, there were a lot of companies that partnered because they were looking at, okay, we have screens, we have content, they had to partner, right? And I feel like throughout this pandemic, the companies that have succeeded are really focused in on partnership and creating an experience. I mean, Sennheiser was a big part of this partnership and everything that was brought together there at Gateway. So talk a little bit about the overall value that you were able to drive for the end user just by partnering partnering with, you know, with Greg and all the different partners involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we, we really were excited when Greg brought this project uh, to our attention because uh, for all the reasons that you just listed, you know, here was an opportunity where we, we literally have uh, the, the royalty of Sweden using this room. We've got the heads of giant multinational corporations. But the one key thing that kind of went across all of this is that these, while these people are all very powerful and they're very successful in their native fields, they're not techno weenies, right? They're not the kind of guys that, oh, I love to have 19 remotes here to be able to control everything. You know, they don't want to think about it. They just want to be able to walk into this room, like Greg said, beautiful killer views of Manhattan and have a meeting. These people's time is worth a ton of money. And so anytime that they're down waiting for somebody to reboot something or let me tweak this or that, that's time that the business isn't isn't happening. And so at Sennheiser, we figured out, uh, you know, a few years ago, I like to say that, uh, you know, after years of doing professional microphones for, you know, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Adele, and and then we figured out that, you know, for every one Katy Perry, there's about 10,000 meeting space. And so maybe this was a market we should look into, right? So that brings up a whole other problem, which, you know, uh, this room with the view is a perfect example in that it's very difficult for any one company to do everything great right? We all have our specialties, both as people, as companies, as organizations, we all have our things that we do well. And so at Sennheiser, we intentionally decided that, you know what, we weren't going to try to be everything for everyone. There's people that make great loudspeakers. There's people that make great video walls, great projectors, great DSPs. This is not an area that we really have anything to add. I mean, don't get me wrong. We can put a German name on it and charge more, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, what's it really doing, right? Uh, and so that 
that's where we said, look, why don't we concentrate on what we do? We'll stay in our lane. We'll make the best microphones money can buy. And then, you know, that freed up Greg to say, all right, well, I'm going to bring in who I think are the best partners for the different applications. So at the, with this room with a view, it's Sennheiser working in conjunction uh, with Barco, providing all the video displays. There's some awesome video walls and projectors, uh, as well as, you know, in the one area, you've got QSC with their camera control. In another conference room, there's a one beyond camera control solution, both working with the Sennheiser microphones, which just kind of shows that, uh, you know, if you've got the right tool, you have the flexibility that it'll work in a lot of different applications. And, and one of the things that we should say, we say microphone, but that, that's actually not fully appreciating the, the Ceiling Connect. The, it, this, this microphone sends data in real time as to where someone is speaking, not just X, Y, but X, Y, and Z. So it knows whether I'm standing or sitting, and it's a very narrow angle. And so that enables us to use artificial intelligence and logic to automatically drive the camera switching. And even though we have this wonderful space, we don't have staff. Uh, these rooms have to operate entirely independently. So someone's got to be able to walk in that room and say, start a meeting and have the cameras automatically do the right thing, have the audio do the right thing, have the levels be set automatically, have the screen do the right thing. And that is where that partnership and that linking together. The critical moment piece of this was the Sennheiser data coming off the microphones. Without that, we were dead. And yeah, that was going to drive me right to my next question. We talk about room with the view, so we can start there because, you know, the technology is throughout the building. But in the room with the view, you know, with the Team Connect ceiling microphones, you're saying that it's all based off of the data from this center point, right? The Sennheiser microphone was the kind of the build around that starts this seamless experience flow when somebody walks into a room. Right. And also, this is very uh, Scandinavian in terms of the decor so the floors are hard there's windows uh, the the view the room with the view is because they're glass windows overlooking manhattan on one end the other wall is glass and then the the third wall is a very large uh, led screen from barco so you've got reflections which is more glass and and you've got a big beautiful oak table in the middle of it which is reflective and there's no rugs there's no absorption so having a microphone that would able to pick up anybody in that room no matter where you are and give a nice quality audio sound was really important, but also be able to find out where that person is sitting so I can send the commands to the system to say, oh, by the way, the chairman or the person speaking happens to be in the left-hand corner of the table and direct the camera to go there. And that's where the that's where the QSC logic comes in. So it's a combination of those things that work. And then that information is in turn sent to the Barco system. And it's not just an LED wall. There's also a video wall processor so that if we are having, it's it's the screen is about 14, it's actually 14 feet wide but we can put, and it's not 16 by nine, it's a different aspect ratio, but we can put two windows up there, three windows, four windows, whatever we want. So if we want to do, if it's a Zoom call, we can do Hollywood Squares on one, Active Speaker another, a sharing somewhere else. If we're doing Teams, uh, we can uh, put a very large picture on the front and then put all the people below. We have a lot of flexibility. So that combination of the, the Barco processor, which lays out the screen uh, with the, um, uh, the uh, QSC logic, because it's all running in a core, and all the logic. So we don't need a another device. I mean, the QSC, the touchscreen, we can actually enable everything from that and we can we can start the meeting. And then all of this is coming in from the Sennheiser microphone and uh, it's QSC cameras and QSC speakers in that room as well. So you have a combination of everybody working together. And that that was really the magic coming in and having it all come together. And then this final piece of it, if you don't like our system and you want to just use the room in there with the Barco click share, you can bring your own device. So you can bring your own device, plug one of these little uh, dongles into your device and you if you want to run we're running teams and 
Zoom. But if you decide you want to run BlueJeans or you want to run um, Pexip or whatever, and you have it on your laptop, all of those assets will then show up on your laptop and you can use your laptop as a video source, including all the switching, automatic microphone setting, all the layouts on the screen. Yeah, that's awesome because there was kind of like this meme that was out there. A guy walks into a meeting room and he plugged his device in. It transitions to like all the math flowing around his head like why isn't this working right and that's what it's about the end user does not care necessarily about the technology all the time they want to go into the room have their meeting do their business seamlessly and effortlessly without having to like go through this whole technical math thing in their head they just want to get down to business and there are no techs there are no operators there i mean i'm up in the adirondacks right now there is nobody there yet the rooms are being used it does not require somebody to set it up. You don't have to go in there. Just walk in the room and use it. Anybody can do it. So now you're trying to take away the tech jobs. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah, well, but that, that brings that brings up a good point, though, in that, and we're seeing this more and more. I know Greg and I have a project in common that we're working on uh, that hopefully maybe could be a part of a future podcast. Uh, but uh, the, the issue there is actually around corporate privacy and market intelligence. Basically, these people are truly dealing with hundreds of billions of dollars in assets. If someone was to, to kind of get wind of, hey, company A is looking to buy company B or make a big investment, this is the kind of stuff that we hear about in the news, right? Where then people get busted, everybody goes to jail, which is never a good time because of insider trading and this sort of stuff. So these organizations, on the one hand, you're absolutely right, Alicia, they need the text because they need somebody. You know, Unfortunately, all this stuff uh, is a machine. Occasionally machines need to be, whether it's rebooted or have the fans cleaned or what have you, or firmware updates, they need some touches. But to Greg's point, what the customer wants is in between those cycles, they don't want to do anything. And so that's where being able to, to kind of leverage the strengths of these various different platforms to put in together uh, an entire complete working system doesn't need babysitting. That's where we really think that this represents sort of the future of meeting spaces more so than just a killer room that uh, puts Ikea to shame. And to that point, obviously I can't talk about what Charlie and I both know about here, but those rooms are very large and they will not work with a single microphone. So we have enabled the ability to connect multiple of these Sennheiser microphones together and they all work in conjunction. And the software is is able to say, okay, I'm hearing it from all these, but this is the dominant place, and therefore this is where to go and direct cameras. So the other room we have at Gateway, we call the boardroom, that will seat 35, 36 people around a conference table, but you can actually put 40 some people in the room. And oh, by the way, the tables move. We don't have, we can't have any wires on the table. So, you know, they, they sometimes set up as four pods or one big long one or a big square. They have different options. The room is fairly big. And the beauty of the Sennheiser microphone system is because it's not tied to any one location, it can automatically say, oh, okay, that's where the person is because it's done by an XY coordinates in the room, not by a physical position. And with multiple microphones, we're able to manage all of that. And then that room actually has seven cameras. The room with the view has three. That room has seven cameras. It will look and say, oh, what is the best shot uh, for that person going? And will automatically show the active speaker. And now we're working on a context as well. So we can actually show a, a ribbon view of everybody in the room. And then the active speaker being another. With stuff happening now from Zoom and Teams, 
streams where we can have multiple streams going simultaneously, that becomes extremely po powerful. Because not only can we see who's speaking, but we can also see all the other people in their reactions, or if they're two people having them side by side. And that, we've added another component. So that's, again, Barco uh, for the wall, again, QSC for the logic, for the uh, audio pro logic, et cetera. And uh, again, it is uh, Sennheiser, of course, that uh, has that core data coming back. But we added another company to the mix, which is a company called One Beyond. And they build a logic system that switches. And then that, in turn, can either switch the cameras directly or actually control yet another company. And this particular is a black magic switcher, but it could be anything uh, that actually makes the switch the switches between it. So bringing all this stuff together, that becomes interesting. You know, Charlie doesn't even know this yet, but I'm now adding a whiteboard camera to the equation so that uh, there's a big whiteboard in the room, a physical whiteboard. So if somebody walks up with a marker, they can write in the whiteboard. Now we can add that to the share. So, and that's by yet another company, another uh, Norwegian company. So we're adding, we're adding elements to this to make it even more interesting. And that is what ex excites me together, how all this stuff comes together. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what co-working is about, right? That's what meeting rooms are about. We're there to do business. We're there to collaborate. We're there to work freely, right? If this room is set up one way, we want to be able to break this down and have side conversations if we want. It's about having options and choices to work freely. And that's exactly what's displayed within this project. And again, without an operator. <laughs> right. And that's also by choice too, right? Like you could have an operator if they wanted somebody to babysit. But as a person who was a tech myself, I would much be rather across the hall in the arena running a concert than I would across the hall in the conference center babysitting a, a meeting, right? Like The chamber is a not-for-profit. So it's not, you know, it's not like it's they're doing it to save money. They just don't have the money. It's there to serve the members. It's a not-for-profit organization. So having this automated system makes a huge difference. But again, it's all about you got to have the quality. And I, I love video and I love audio, but at the end of the day, if you can't hear what people are saying, it doesn't matter. The audio at the end of the day trumps the video. I know we spend a lot of time on, on screens and everything else, but if the audio doesn't work, end of story. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that on, on a few episodes ago because I went to the Van Gogh experience, right? And everybody's like, wow, it's so immersive. You're surrounded by all this awesome classic art, right? But it's like, yo, you take the soundtrack away. I don't know if it's as impressive. Like audio heightens an experience. So the fact that this whole project was pretty much centered around what Sennheiser Team Connect microphones can do is a, is a testament to everything that Sennheiser is doing and putting forth and continuing to do in projects across the globe. I don't want to sound like too much of a fanboy here, but uh, Sennheiser was really... Yeah, you're totally fair. You're totally Checks in the mail, Greg. Don't worry. We'll get you. Totally. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but Sennheiser, when we, when, we, when we realized that a single microphone was not going to work in the room, and the other project where we needed, I think, six, oh, eight microphones, actually, um, because the room was so large, they work with us to come up with the firmware updates, et cetera, to enable the multiple microphones to work together. And that, uh, with a cockpit software and the ability to have exclusion zones, so if there's a noise coming because there's a catering thing going at one corner, we don't want that to affect it. We don't want someone rattling a dish to, to send this, the, the cameras off into la-la land. So the ability of working with the engineers at Sennheiser who obviously knew how to do the acoustics, but also figure out how to create the control systems to create the exclusion zones and all the rest. That was also very, very important because without that, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, absolutely. And this, my next question, I mean, it's for Charlie, but this, this kind of takes what team connect ceiling microphones can do outside of the project but just on a high level like i was trained as an audio engineer it's like there's all this stuff happening in the space right and your space change right you could be on a football field you could be in an arena like 
something is constantly happening. But the design of these microphones aren't necessarily for the person. They are for the space, right? They are actually designed to work within a space, like the room with a view, all those reflections. It doesn't matter because of the technology that Sennheiser has produced. So how does Sennheiser's new, like, kind of innovative approach to advanced sound design affect us in the future? Like Greg said, I'm kind of a, a a futurist as well. So I want to know like 10, you know, 10, 15 down the line, years down the line, is this going to be a thing? Is this how we, you know, design for sound? I, you know, the, it's, it's a great point, Alicia, because, uh, you know, a lot of us come from a background of, you know, sometimes literally, you know, a technician or a roadie. And so, you know, we, we think back fondly upon those times. We forget how bad our back hurt or that that moron <laughs> that we had working for us for two weeks never clipped off zip ties at the right spot. So we're all still scarred. But, uh, you know, <laughs> wherever that guy is, I hope he's yeah. Yep. I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, only partially. But uh, so, no, but the, the point is that as we see every single day in the news, right now, good labor is hard to find. Good people are hard to find. If you can't find them, they're expensive. And so, you know, you have someone like the Gateway Center, you know, the Swedish American Chamber of Commerce, where they, they've got a mandate, uh, they've got goals, but not a big part of their budget is set aside for technology, running technology, changing technology. And so what that really means for us is that if we want to make sure that the rooms of a view, the rooms with a view of 2032 are also featuring Sennheiser is we've got to find a way to make our products more intelligent so that our customers don't have to be is intelligent. You know, you, you talk to some of the large integrators out there, uh, you know, the AVI SBLs of the world and diversifieds and things. They're all about, yeah, if I can, the lowest level technician I can send out to complete the install makes scheduling better, makes the profitability better. You know, whereas if you got to send out that one, I, I like to refer to them as the propeller heads, you know, the guys with the little beanie, that's the DSP guru um, that's going to spend, you know, four hours tuning the room. There's always going to be a room, a space for that guy in, in the right project. However, there's usually only one of that guy or gal and if you've got 30 rooms that you need to commission this week well you can't have somebody out there needing to touch every one of those and so that's where you know we're really looking at hey how do we tie this in to make it as simple as possible and looking at the bigger ecosystem so you touched on earlier greg like the the new like front row and things that you're seeing from zoom and from teams because throughout the pandemic people got used to being able to see really well-framed shots where i can see not just uh, uh that you're in the meeting but i I can see if you're smiling. I can see if you're bored. I can see if you're actually trying to solve Wordle before the guy next to you. You know, this is what we expect in meetings now. And that means to get that same experience in conference spaces, we need more cameras, which now means more complexity. And so that's where, you know, what Greg was detailing out was that with the right product decisions, you really can automate some of this. There's always going to be room for a technician. But so Sennheiser is really working on, yeah, how do we get more intelligence exposed out there so that the Greg Harpers of the world can, can really do do some very cool stuff with our project. One of the things I love about working with Greg is that Greg is not scared to call me and say, Charlie, I don't know if this can even happen, but hear me out, you know, and, and you know, three Wendy's napkins later, we might've drawn up something that'll work. And that's, that's why we really love the partnership with, with, uh, you know, with, with Harper Vision and, and everything that Greg's got going on because he challenges us. And we love when our customers do that because we, we want to be responsive. We've been doing, you know, microphones now for 77 years, I believe we're up to. So it's, it's in our DNA. And, and we're really, uh, we love doing it every day. And we, if we can share that excitement with our customers, then it's even better.
I'm so happy I got both of you on this show. It's like a bromance going on right now. <laughs> like, I'm so happy this all came together. So, so if, if I may, there's another element to this that as we're looking at the future that we have to also consider, and that is all of this audio. I mean, when I grew up, my first job actually was in an audio studio, and I learned how to solder cables and, and roll, you know. So we, you know, I, I, I read, I understand the, the, the tie wraps ripping your fingers and everything else, because been there, done that, and I have, I have the scars to show it. But uh, back Back in those days, all the audio was um, basically, uh, you know, George Washington Bridge, ground white, uh, ground white, black, uh, XLR cables, uh, amplifiers, and et cetera. Now it's all over IP, but that IP now gives us capability. So, for example, the Team Connect, they have two Dante connections so that if one goes out, it will switch to the other. So does the QSC. So we effectively are building backup systems. But even more importantly than that, I'm presently up in the Adirondack Forest, up in the middle of, uh, you know, four hours from New York City, uh, in the middle of a snowstorm, actually. And and yet I can actually go into the gateway system from here and I can go in and adjust things. I can look at the the, the cockpit. I can change things if I need to. Uh, my uh, DSP engineer is actually in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, he can work on that remotely. Uh, so we have the ability to do things. We can bring experts in even if they're not uh, at uh, a particular location. And to that end, um, I've also worked on a project with distance learning. And uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still, I shouldn't be shocked, but I'm sitting up here in my little cabin uh, and I'm able to right on a screen and have it show up in Qatar, in China, in Beijing. I can listen to the audio. I can go in there and I can ask Rodrigo, oh, by the way, listen, I, I, it's, a little, it's not sounding great there. Would you tweak that? And, you know, I'm not in China. He's in Boulder. I'm in the Adirondacks. And uh, the, the studio I'm working on is at uh, University of the United States. You know, that's what you get when you start going IP. It's it's right now, it's video over IP is, is starting. And by the way, the room with a view, all of those video signals are video over IP. There's no coax. It's all over IP using the QSC system. It shows up as a webcam to the computer. And that's what it thinks it is. But in fact, there's a lot going on. Everything is being done digitally. And that is the next generation of where we're going. That, that's how I've been building my career, honestly. Like my dad taught me on an analog board, right? Next thing I know, I'm in trade school. Every All the boards are digital. By the time I get out of school, I start working in a multi-purpose facility and all of our stuff was on a network. And when the network went down, the people from the school district at the other building on the other side of town had to come and talk to us AV people. And then there was a language barrier because we didn't understand each other or what the heck the IT guy was talking about. And I was like, damn it, I need to learn IT or I'm going to be out of a job. And, you know, everything has just kind of come full circle. And honestly, when people still talk about a, a convergence or, oh, we don't use, you know, AV over IP, I'm like, how? Like, how is that even, how is that even possible? But yeah, definitely the present and definitely in the future because it's only going to get better. So again, guys, great project, great partnership, great bromance. I'm happy that both of you guys could join me. I'm going to definitely drop the link to uh, the case study of this project so people can learn more and actually get eyes on it. But how can the people connect with you? Let's start with Charlie. Where can they find you? How can they connect? Yeah, so so uh, you know, Sennheiser.com is definitely your best resource for, for all things Sennheiser. Uh, you'll see that we've kind of uh, made some changes recently in that we've kind of reorganized around there's the pro audio side of Sennheiser. So that's your, uh, your rock and roll, your Broadway. Basically, if you got a ponytail, you should probably start over on that side. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got the, the business communication side of Sennheiser, which uh, back to my earlier statement about uh, all those conference, the conference room to Katy Perry ratio. 
that's where, yeah, so the Business Communications Division of Sennheiser, that's where you'll find the TCC2 uh, ceiling, automatic beam forming ceiling tile microphone that is uh, Greg's favorite stocking stuffer. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's where also you can um, find contact information. Uh, or if, if anybody has a specific question, Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E dot Jones, J-O-N-E-S, at Sennheiser.com. More than happy to uh, you know help with any way I can and or get you over to a local resource or, or even help you set up a demo if you want to check out some of the stuff that, uh, that Greg and I have been kind of uh, uh, going on about for the last half hour. Yeah, and connect with him on LinkedIn. He's active on LinkedIn. Absolutely. That's something I do on my show. I'm like, you're active on LinkedIn? You're not active on LinkedIn? So... Charlie is active on LinkedIn, so be sure to connect with them there. And Greg, you're up next. Where can the people find you? Well, um, so email works, of course. It's uh, Greg at Harper Vision. So it's my Harper plus the word vision. Someone gave me that name years ago, and it stuck. Uh, so Greg at HarperVision.com. Uh, you can learn about the gateway at uh, SACCNY.org. Uh, that's where you'll find the website for gateway, and you'll see what we do there. And there's some pictures and uh, some stuff like that. We're actually working on that website a little bit right now so there'll be even more capabilities uh, and more explanations of the technology uh, coming up um, and of course I am on LinkedIn of course yes Greg is active too that I'm just a random person <laughs> in his inbox like hey you want to do a podcast so yes everybody's active on LinkedIn be sure to connect I will drop all of this information in the show notes but until next time keep it techie all right all right thanks for listening folks if you're excited to be a part of my techie tribe, make sure you download, subscribe, and review this podcast. And remember to stay creative and keep it techie. Peace.